Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, episode number five, the Take Action Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about acceptance. Uh, we got a very special guest on uh, with us today. I'll let Yura introduce him. Uh, Yura, how was your weekend, man? Excellent. We had a great chance. We went to a Packer game with some of our friends and Monty, so you're stars of a Take Action Podcast. We're having fun. It was beautiful weather. Game was excellent. And your co-host barely made it today. Almost had a mini heart attack over the weekend when uh, one of my friends pulled an old gypsy trick and he bumped me with his shoulder and stole my cell phone. So in the, in the middle of us pre-partying for a Packer game, tailgating, I realized that I don't have my cell phone with me. And I literally, my face turned white and blue. My eyes started watering and that was not a good experience. And then I gave my cell phone back and I was back to business. That was funny. He, you compared it to a gypsy raid in Eastern Europe. So that was pretty funny for our listener in Turkey. He'll know what we were talking about. And it was was a good weekend. I took some action, not gonna lie. We had a lot of fun, a lot of beers over the Packer game. Slept for about 12 hours and I got up at 5 a.m. Monday morning to edit this podcast so you guys can get an episode in a timely manner on Monday. So that was my annoying task. <laughs> well, that was great. And, you know, last week we had Brian uh, from Body Central come out and I want to thank him again. And, you know, just talking about how the culture at Body and the members and the family that that's created. And then, you know, how it's also created the GRIT program, which, you know, helps those kids with, you know, differing abilities. So thanks again, Brian, for coming on. And uh, Yura, why don't you introduce our, our guest? Well, today in our studio, we have Michael Bros. Uh, actually happened to work with Michael. We worked together for a few years now and we always having a good time. We are good friends at work. And today Michael joined our studio. It's pretty, pretty windy and wet day outside. So it's the man cave for recording podcast is just perfect today. Michael, hello and welcome to the studio. Hey, thanks for having me. And Michael wants to talk about acceptance today. And before we go to the main subject, would you tell us a few words about your background, Michael? Uh, background in concern to... Uh, just your general background. Sure. Like from the start, like, you know, obviously how you got to the point of where we're going to talk about acceptance today. So what are some things, you know, obviously it sounds like you turned a corner at some point. So let's go back to, you know, previous, you can talk about what you want and then you know, bring it up. Sure, I guess uh, I'll start pretty early. Well, acceptance in terms of myself didn't come till later in my late teens, maybe early 20s, but when I was in high school, I was always into uh, uh, endurance sports for the most part. Uh, that transferred into weightlifting in college and then ended up having an emergency surgery shortly into that, that weightlifting program. That turned into not wanting to lift again, it was actually a hernia, a hernia in my stomach and it kind of set me backwards. Then I realized I maybe needed to do something else. I still wanted to keep the health of my body, but at that point I wasn't accepting where I was at. And it kind of hit a depression and it went downhill from there. It made me realize that something needed to happen and, and I was doing something that was helping me and I didn't even realize it at the time and, and that was, that was a, a yoga practice. So I had been practicing by myself for quite a while. I wasn't practicing in a studio setting or anything like that. I was just kind of doing it on my own and didn't realize until later that that was helping me get out of this hole. So once I realized that, I tried to all ironically take a take action on teaching yoga. So I went to become a yoga teacher at a, a local studio around here 
and thought that what I wanted to do was teach, that actually ended up turning into maybe accepting that that's not right for me right now. That was a hard thing to come to, considering I had gone through all this education and practice. <laughs> right, and, yeah. Right, so that it kind of hit me that what I wanted to do was, although I enjoyed teaching other people practice, I felt like I needed more time for my own. I needed more time to develop what I was doing with that time. And, and yoga as a, as a topic can go much deeper than that. But while accepting that, I still had other endeavors like throughout life, you know, you have all these hobbies and all these things that you want to do. So now I'm trying to balance a yoga practice with an, a long-term interest of mine that I was actually doing in high school, which is triathlon. So we, when I mentioned the word acceptance, it was in terms of finding the medium to all the chaos and all the change that goes on in life. So I guess that's where I'm standing from and where I'm coming from entering here. Okay, and that's what our podcast is all about. It's all about taking action. For some people, we, you want to do big steps. For some of us, you want to do small steps. But it's all about taking actions, all about getting up from your chair, from your couch, and go at it. You can go full throttle, you can go a little bit slower, but we're all about to encourage you to take action. And even me working with Michael, I remember you were so energetic and full of energy all the time, but you were telling me that you were not happy with yourself. You were spending a lot of time on the couch when you could be moving a little bit more. And of course, you know, when, when it comes to winter months, all of us somewhat winterizes. Right, right. You go like a bear, you go in your little cozy corner, you covered with blankets. Yeah, full hibernation mode. Yeah. <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with sun as well, but <laughs> yeah, right, you know, losing right. the losing the energy from a the sun. But, vitamin D in your day. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And you also had a big hobby. You were you really liked working on your cars. So yeah, I worked uh, worked on my car for a little bit. Kind of got not only did it get me outside, but it also got my mind off of what was troubling it. I feel like all of us kind of go throughout our day with like these thoughts that are invading us. It's kind of like uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of just like testing us throughout our day mm -hmm. all these thoughts entering and entering and entering and it's our duty to kind of like fortify what you want to call it consciousness or whatever it is try to build something that stands the testament and can work against things that might be negative in respect to those thoughts so doing something positive physically has always been sort of a meditation for me and meditation in the traditional concept of the word is like sitting down doing absolutely nothing eliminating thoughts and in terms of acceptance accepting thoughts that come in and allowing them just to pass but the same thing went full throttle physically and that's what's led into my yoga practice because it was all the things that i had believed in back to what i was just talking about but it was something that had been thousands of years old that had already been discovered at at, at some extent obviously not discovered with where i'm coming from personally but i knew that it was kind of like a guideline to get there. Wait, you're not a thousand years old? Right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I think too, and, and I think the whole point of the Take Action podcast, as you guys can see from when we started this, was about happiness. You know, that we did a special episode on that, you know, a couple of weeks ago with Bill and and really getting to the point where you're comfortable within your own skin, I think is the the acceptance part. And it like you had said before, it's you got all these voices and not just in our own heads, we live in a social media world. We live in a world of judgment, and I think those. It's very. It's much easier to be in a crowd of negative people or negative thoughts than it is to be in a crowd of positive influences, positive mental 
attitude and, and all those different things. And once you get to a certain point in life and you really don't give a shit, I think that's the biggest thing is give a shit about what anybody else out there is thinking about you. That's huge. Like I think that's where you can start realizing your own potential. And whether it's somebody that's in a situation of drugs, alcohol, depression, or anything like that, as soon as you can get to that point where you accept the issue, you know what you are, fix the problem, move on to what makes you the most happy. I think that's that's huge. That's why I love the topic for today when you know you came on and said we were going to talk about acceptance. I think that lays right into the next phase of, of this this whole... Of taking action. Yeah, right? exactly. Accepting what you can and can't do. And, and the idea, you mentioned the word judgment. That's actually something that I've had a small journey on recently is trying to find a place of non-judgment. Uh, and because you said that judgment comes on to you from social media or, or any type of social environment, Yuri is familiar with this. I actually don't have any social media. And it's not something that I'm, you know, I'm not bragging about or proud to say. It's just something that I avoid personally because it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And coming from that place of non-judgment, that's really hard. And it, you can try as hard as you want. Almost, it seems nearly impossible sometimes to escape judgment in any form, right. whether it's minuscule or whether it's maximum. Yeah, and I think there's dif- there's a difference between judgment and criticism. I think criticism is good. You know, if it's constructive and it's, it's put in a, in a way, that's why we love feedback for our podcasts and when people are emailing us or messaging us on Facebook. We love the feedback because we, we do want to be better. Uh, we do want to cater to our, our listeners, of course. But at the same time, judgment, I think to me, is pass judgment onto somebody else that just means you have your own insecurities that you're dealing with versus you know criticism is like hey i've been there this is how this is how you should operate or this is what i would do if i were you you know that sort of thing and then you just take you know can't take criticism personally judgment is generally personal i just wanted to mention that michael actually wanted to do his own podcast for a while he's enjoying listening to other podcasts so Choosing the guest was pretty easy for us this week. We have an interesting topic about acceptance, talking about judgment and... Yeah, so how did you... Let's go back to your, you know, your background is obviously interesting. So, you know, you talked about your passion for yoga. How did you get there? Like, what was the thing maybe from your past that said yoga? Because for a guy, it's not a common thing for guys. Like, I actually started doing yoga like two months ago on Friday Fridays for... 15, 20 minutes, you know, just to get into the weekend and, you know, get that stuff out and body's done a great job for us for that. But how did you get to, how did you get to that point where you as a male chose yoga? Right. So I would say it's not as much of a past thing as at the time it was a present thing. And that was kind of, I describe it as emotional turmoil, just going through shit that I didn't, I didn't even at first realize I was going through it. And then to recognize that I was going through it, but I still couldn't handle it the way I wanted to. Sure. So like for our listeners, uh, not to cut you off, but for our listeners, like what, what kind of shit were you going through? Well, just, uh, as a, a younger man, just going through relationship issues. Oh, sure. Um, emotional, emotional things that life stuff, life figuring stuff, stuff and, and, and whether it was relationship, whether that was intimate or, or not, it was just having, having struggling with my relationships, learning, learning how to deal with, right. And my parents, like having conversations with my parents was hard. Mm -hmm. It was, I was going through all these things as a young man that I felt like I was, what age were you at? You know, what'd you think? I was 18 when I started realizing that, that I I was at the time I phrased it as, I don't know if I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that the world's more fucked up or if it's always just been that way. It's always Sorry, just been I'm that not way. To swear, but, no, that's cool, man. But, or, or if I was just recognizing that it had always been that way and I'm, now I'm 
kept coming to all these things. So, so yoga became this, this idea to loop back to that, um, became this outlet for me to not just feel better about myself, but find that fortitude or find that resistance against those invasive thoughts. Sure. That made me feel like didn't have control over what I was doing. Cool. Very cool. So, all right. So, and as, as mine to mention, the yoga is, yoga is hard. It's way harder than it looks. Yeah. Way harder. My shoulders are usually screaming in like two minutes. And you see somebody is doing those poses. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. But to be honest with you guys, I'm like a metal stick. I don't, I don't bend. (laughs) So every time I see Michael is practicing the warming up at work, I'm like, whoa, did that dude is flexible and hears me like a stick, literally. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, um, uh, with respect to uh, tradition at some point, I, I won't try to define it, but obviously we all have heard that yoga is good for us, but sometimes it's misunderstood that it's just a, a physical practice. Right. You just go through movements, but there's so much more to it. Absolutely. It's breathing. It's absolutely mental. Yeah, yeah there's and, so much. And the mental aspect is huge. And yeah. the whole point of, of your practice is, is so that at the end, you can avoid those invasive thoughts or just at least recognize them and let them pass. Yeah. And you over time it just becomes easier it's like meditation yeah I, yeah i look at it that way it's like it's almost like a reset button mm-hmm. you know you, you're getting the physical part of it and that's i think for beginners like me that's the part you recognize because you're like well shit my shoulders are screaming i don't bend this way right. my hips oh my god everything right. is everything is messed up but then you start seeing later on down the road it's like okay i'm starting to use some of these things like breathing exercises that you learn and and okay now i'm like yeah, I'll just sit there and chill. You know, there's so many different stimulants now that we have in our lives with cell phones and social media and computers and TVs and everything else. You get easily distracted. Sometimes it's good to, to unplug for a little bit. And yeah, step away. Get, get in your own head and sort it out. And from just knowing you, going you for yoga training, I remember you spent countless times at the gym. You always took uh, Sunday and you were multiple hours practicing. You had to teach a class. So how was it for you getting the license? Not just doing yoga. You actually were getting your license to be a yoga instructor, correct? Right, right. So I started just doing yoga and knew that it was obviously good for me, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And then I went to this small gathering, it was a music gathering, and uh, I had met a teacher who actually was trained by my teacher, and she had mentioned that there was a training coming up, and I had, had never really done, I think I had done maybe two studio classes total, and, and it's almost current to that still this day. I don't really do public practice, I do it all on my own. But I had met somebody that mentioned that there was this, a training coming up, so you're right, I, d- I was doing that on Saturdays and Sundays for about, it was six months, uh, maybe, maybe about two weekends a month, and yeah, I started teaching classes, recognized what I wanted out of it, and before I had graduated, uh, the owner of the studio that I was training at actually invited me to teach there. So I took that opportunity. At first, it was like you enter any new thing, right when you jump in, like the first day, you, you just have nerves oh, it's lying crazy. in your body. Yep. So it was really nerve-wracking, and then after the first day, you just you have that, that reward of like, people coming up to you after class and it's the entire recognition of like, uh, they were there for me as much as I was there for them. Isn't that acceptance? That's acceptance. <laughs> right. Yep. And that's all about taking action. You took your time, you got your license, you didn't quit, you didn't, well, you probably like 
all of us will be uncomfortable mm -hmm. or scared or even intimidated to teach a class in, in front of the people and you did it so yeah, welcome to take action Michael. Right, yeah right. exactly <laughs> yeah it was hard to do that at first but got and, used to it. and after yoga i remember you got your license you were in better physical and emotional shape i even saw the ch change at work you became so, so much more energetic you were more happy and just not to offend you you were more pleasant to work with <laughs> and, and be around <laughs> i appreciate that and I also remember you were training for a triathlons and you spend a lot of time doing that. So yeah, I guess that could be the next topic to lead into. Um, uh, yeah, triathlon, like I had mentioned earlier, was something that I had done in high school and I wasn't, a, I was a competitive runner and swimmer, uh, not a biker at all, relatively skinny guy because you can't see me, but he's skinny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and, and now that's to my advantage, but after I had gone through yoga, I had realized that I still had passion for other things and I wanted to chase those. And one of those was triathlon. And it was like, keep saying it's like this moving meditation. It's like finding, finding your zone while doing something that's really taxing on the body and being, and just finding comfort within doing that. Yeah. So that's the route I've been taking currently. This was my first season back at it uh, this past summer. I think it went pretty well. I, I was backed on about three months of training and performed within the top 15, 20 people in the finish line. And I thought that was a great start. I knew that I could do better and it was time to hunker down, weather the storm through, through this, this winter that we're going into. And next summer is kind of like the breaking breaking out of my shell. Yeah, you got your... You got your trial in. Right. Now it's now it's time. So so high school, I assume you probably did swimming, cross country, and track. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Very cool. What events did you do? Well, so in swimming, I actually I didn't even join swim team till my to my junior year of high school. So once I did, I had a best friend that was uh, he was a, a great cross country runner, um, great track runner, and one of the best swimmers on the team. Mm -hmm. And before I had joined swim t swim team, I did a triathlon terrible at swimming <laughs> swimming so hard when right just trying to do it competitively it's one thing to be out in the water it's a whole other thing to right. you know what is it two miles on a triathlon well it at the at the highest level yeah it's at, an, at the iron man yeah. yeah yeah it's swim 2.4 and then bike 112 and then run a full marathon and next summer i'd like to do half of that and even that's a hard, that's crazy a hard step yeah. for me. but right now i'm on the the lower distances and they go at a, fa at a faster pace. So equally, I mean, not to, not to say Well, that's that like you running a, for me, I was a 400 meter runner, right? So that's like you running a mile and me running a 400. Right, right. So they're it's different not training. to say one's harder than the other, but right. they, you know, they both have their difficulties. So yep. yeah, in swim team, I started out as a distance guy. I was a 500 swimmer, which is the longest event yep. at the time. And that was like so challenging for me at first. And I started to get used to it. My best friend was a 500 swimmer too at the time, so he ended up giving me a lot of tips. My senior year then, I started to build some more strength, so I worked into uh, doing butterfly, which a lot of people just have trouble even getting oh, one crazy. or two in. So, And at, at first it was hard, but my coaches recognized I had a lot of room to wiggle in my back and my chest. I could open up a lot, mm -hmm. get my arms over the water. So that's where I went with that, and that's what build, built, built the strength aspect in my mind. Sure. Where I worked into then bodybuilding and then injury and then, you know, yep. so on. He's got big hands too, so. <laughs> <laughs> and triathlons are not easy, same as you, 
yoga you you can see it's it seems relatively easy i'm like yeah i can swim uh, i can bike i can run i can probably do all of those things together but we have a funny story to share with you guys michael actually took one of my co-workers <laughs> yeah. uh thomas hopefully you listen in podcast <laughs> this week yeah. and thomas fault he first of all he took an action so he didn't train in a Absolutely. while but he took an action and michael took him for a little <laughs> the old yeah. test run. Well, f- so full credit to Thomas. If you are listening, man, that was uh, I gave you full props for joining me. That was a nobody just takes that leap. So, so he just went. He just went tur- cold turkey. Just cold turkey. So he's a fit guy. He he works out, um, but he's not an endurance guy. Oh right? sure. And oh, I talked God. to him about triathlon the whole summer. He said, oh, "I'm so interested. I would love to try one of those." And he lives actually not even a mile away sure. on Lake Leon. Yeah. And I said. If you live in a, on a lake, let's just do a trap. I mean, you live it. We just bike around the neighborhood and run. Mm-hmm. And it was about a two-mile course, so yep. we figured out how to do it. We swam. He soon ended up swimming halfway across. I swam a full distance. We got back at the same time. So just to clarify, like he's just not an endurance guy, but he went full in. So then we got on the bike ride. We just kept it one pace all the way around. We got onto the run, and it just hit him about half mile in. I said, he he said, I'm gonna walk. Just keep going. And I said, all right. So I ran to this stop sign. I came back. I had seen him on the road, and I think I look at this tree, this big tree on the side of the road. Like, Maybe he's over there, just taking a seat, taking a seat on the ground. So he's behind this tree, just heaving up, throwing it all up. <laughs> so he ended up throwing up about a dozen times. <laughs> but with all respect, he. Hey, for anybody willing to do to like you know he backed it up at least like he was probably talking you guys probably were talking smack right right you know he he got into it he knew it was gonna be difficult and he and he and then he ended up running to the finish so like he went all in said what he was gonna do and fulfilled it good for i mean good for him but (laughs) he did it he took action and it's so so funny and he takes it so good at work Every time, every time you mention in his wonderful experience puking on the tree, <laughs> Thomas just smiling and giggling. So yeah. maybe maybe next summer for Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I told him to do the Green Bay Triathlon. That's a you get. It's a really small event. The swim is super easy. That's where most people struggle with it. But I was like, man, it's, a, it's an easy intro race. Just do it. Yeah. So he thinks he's going to. Yeah, that would be that would be out of way out of my comfort zone of something I'd never want to do. So we obviously <laughs> live in Wisconsin, so we have four seasons. Our cold season is already rolling in full throttle. It doesn't make more challenging or harder for you to get in the hibernation mode versus training for the next summer. Yeah, so that's the, that's the balance and that's the acceptance we're talking about. It's like as I go into the winter, those other hobbies that I have that are more suited for indoors, more suited for... Um, I guess the mind game and the physical game, that, sure. that's what I'm chasing in the winter. But I still need to train and I still need to balance that. So uh, it becomes a lot more indoor training. I can bike outside, but I'll, I'd rather bike inside. I mean, it's cold and windy and I don't really feel like, I mean, some guys talk about that building strength, but right. if I can just do it in my basement and build some sort of other endurance, I'm gonna do that. So that's what I've been doing now. Running, I'll still run outside. Swimming is always just in a lap pool, but um, we had a new, new lap pool at uh, one of the schools in the school district and it's only a few years old it's great so i'm there probably two or three times a week oh wow cool very cool all right so is iron man on the docket at some point yeah yeah next chapter yeah yeah well next chapter is is uh just get kind of find find that limit i don't want to be too comfortable where it feels like that that homeostasis where yeah. you just like 
you plateau. Hit, exactly, yeah. you hit a plateau and you're just not moving. So what I'd like to do uh, is work into a, a more, much more competitively at the smaller distance and then work my way up into the bigger distance. Because actually the world championship I remember was just a few weeks ago. The guy that won's like 38, 39 years old. The guy got second place is about the same age. So mm-hmm. and I'm 23. So I got 15. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I got 15 so years. So young. So I'm just gonna be try to be competitive at the short distance, work my way up, and it's a long career. It's about 15 years. So if if all goes to plan, uh, that's where I'll be in 15 years. Yeah, that's great, man. But you kind of talking about acceptance. You kind of have to accept if it's not gonna happen, and that has to be in my rule book. Well, I think also, too, you have to be able to break down some barriers, too. With It's not like you get paid a ton of money to do Ironmans, and it takes an exceptional amount of time and energy and nutrition and money and rehab. and Yeah, super expensive sport. Yeah. A lot of time. And money is more specifically, like, you don't get paid jack shit as an amateur. Right. You don't get paid anything. Right. You can't. Uh, most sanctioned events, you just can't get paid. And you have to be have your pro card, and that's a, a hard feat in its own. And then... Yeah. You're not making money unless you're like the top three guys. So it's something like, uh, I had just mentioned this to somebody that if it's not going to work out, I'll recognize that. But until I feel like I've hit my limit, I'm not going to stop. Right. And that's what taking action is all about. Absolutely, man. And that's the cool thing. I And I love this stuff because as you guys can see, like all of our podcasts so far in some way, shape or form is led back to exercise. And I mean, obviously this is something you're specifically training on, but I think of sound mind, you have to have a sound body and vice versa. So, you know, that's just something that's changed for me. That's the inspiration behind our podcast for myself. And, you know, Yuri's in a diff- he's coming from a little bit of a different place, obviously from where he came from. But for me, like everything, I used to be active. I used to do that. And, and I was a guy who would used to be able to just like have it come back right away. Well, as you get into, for those listening who are, anywhere above the age of 35 <laughs> right that that stuff that used to come back to you in two weeks of training now is like a year training mm-hmm. so don't lose it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's don't huge stop. don't and stop the time progression especially recovery everything no matter what it is it doesn't have to be sport it, you can go out you were just talking about going to packer game you could go out drinking at, oh, a, at a game for sure at, at, at my age it takes me one day to recover at about at, 35 at, at my 39 almost 40 year old age it takes a day to get over the hangover and then two or three days to right. like get that rehydration and get me back to feeling good. So yeah, I've given up hard liquor uh, at this point in my life because it's just not worth it. And I'm sure at some point, I don't know if I'll be able to give up beer, but I like it too much right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't we? Oh, I was just at a brewery over the weekend. Um, one in Sheboygan, it's called Three Sheeps. Yeah. Yeah. Great brewery. I've, I've heard first, it's really cool. First first you, you did a tour? Yeah. Yeah. I've first heard it's really cool. Awesome. Yep. Cool. There you go. Cheap uh, ad for. <laughs> right. 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 If you're listening, I'm aim for hire. There you go. Very good. Very good. Well, at this point, we're going to turn it back over to you. Well, actually, you know what? I have another question for you. So you're 23 years old. You've already kind of gone through your, I think, and you're still like at your age, there's still going to be a ton of emotional growth. Mm. Like I don't think, and I know I'm still not there, but at some point between the age of, I think, 23, 24, 25, you start coming into your own a little bit. You get into your 30s, and at that point, you kind of start thinking about life a little bit differently. At least I did. You know, I start thinking, oh my God, I hit 35. When I hit 35, I was like, holy shit, I'm almost done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now I'm, I'm almost 40. I'll be 40 next month. And I'm like, I'm still young. I still got a lot for of time sure. left. So I just flipped the script on that. Yeah. But my question for you is, okay, you're young. You're getting into it. 
for people out there who are starting to want to take action and let's say let's get specific either yoga let's start with yoga first or and then go into triathlon where do they start like you know for people who might be listening who want to do something in yoga where do they start where do they look i would say watch a video and that's in the in the modern age you have all the information you could ever YouTube want youtube is about, right there right right about pretty much any topic so that's how i started i watched a video and that's all it took was one and i was hooked and you don't necessarily have to be hooked but if it's something you want to do find an outlet if you don't want to do it you won't find it right but if you really that's... want to do it just do it yeah and you you're going to find a way so finding that outlet, it could be it could be signing up for a class. I mean, in your area, wherever you're from, I guarantee you there's at least one studio. Sure. So find a time that works, pick a class, pick an easy class, and then work in it. At any moment, you can just stop and go into a resting pose. It doesn't. If it's too hard on you, take a rest. Sure. Your teacher's not going to be upset or aggravated. You mean yoga instructors don't yell? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, talk about acceptance. Like they, just as you have to accept what the teacher is teaching you, the teacher has to accept where your limits are. So if it's your first time, they're totally going to be fine with that. Yeah. Just sit in the back of the room and then talk to them after. Talk about them or talk with them about what their first steps were. How can you get started? But ultimately, it's going to be where you're at. Yeah, I think that's great advice for whatever people are getting into. Like. For me, my winter, uh, at some point here when things slow down for me a little bit, I'm going to try to pick up an electric guitar, I think. It's been in my head. I'm going to play a few strings. Do you play? I don't play. I've never played an instrument in my life. Okay. So for me, it's just something I've, other than a rock band, you know, playing on PlayStation 4, I, I can shred on there, but right, right. it's a little different. Than... I've been trying to do that for, try to play acoustic for a while. That's hard. Yeah. So I think I'm going to, I think that's my next endeavor whenever I can find some time to do that. I'm having too much fun with with Yuri on this right now, and maybe a year from now we'll we'll tap in and I'll play a little play a, song on the play a little Metallica or something. On, yeah, right. On the podcast, you know. Yeah, and for those who don't know Monty, he killed it in the rock band. <laughs> <laughs> he just did the best. So if you can get at least close to that level on electric guitar, you will be a local celebrity. I can guarantee you. Oh, that. hey, I've seen. Well, maybe within your friend group, but that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to be out there picking up ladies or anything like that, or having bras thrown at me for my abilities on the PlayStation. Well, I'm not sure if. Uh, uh, your wife's gonna appreciate yeah, bras, but she, well, you can you can try. <laughs> she'll she'll just roll her eyes. <laughs> yeah, and we can even we can resell bras or yeah, donate them for go. a good cost. There we go. We, we, we're gonna take some action no matter what. Here, so. <laughs> bras for grit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right, so back back to uh, triathlon. Now, same thing. I would imagine triathlon training. Let's maybe skip the video part here. And just right. talk about like people like it comes across like I'm pretty well-rounded guy, so I'm always into trying new things. But for for listeners, like okay, let's start with the important parts of a triathlon and what they need to what the expectations are for somebody beginning. So first thing, like you said, we skip the video. You have to skip the video in triathlon. You can you can learn as much as you want about it, and it's, that's just like anything. You can skip the basic information and go jump right into it. Like yeah. that's basically... Well, that's not taking action if you're just watching videos right. and not doing anything exactly. about so it. Just, sure. So you literally just have to jump in, swim, bike, and run. Yep. Try it, do one, and then take three days off. Yep. If that's what it takes. I mean, if it's too hard, do it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so the main aspects of it would be swim training, 
bike training and run training. Now, all three of those obviously have like their own uh, specific training within them, like what type of training, how long to do it, how frequently. That all works, again, on, di- on different distances. So there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. You can do all your research, but getting started with it, make sure that you don't overtrain yourself. That's a big thing. You're training for three sports. It's not, most people don't do it's that. It's not normal, no. Right, most people, and with, with all respect, like runners, some the elite runners are running like 100 miles a week. So it's like time consuming, but to be have a skill at three sports and be able to complete an actual triathlon is not an easy task right. if from for an amateur or for someone who's absolutely brand new to it. But yeah, so swim, bike, run, uh, strength training is very important. And another uh, really important thing that I think sometimes gets overlooked is your mental game. Mental game is super, super important to ensuring that you can finish your race, first of all, and then be happy with it. I would assume nutrition's probably right in there, too. Yeah, so nutrition, I, I, I always overlook it because it's something that has long-term been the most important thing for me. So it's... it's I don't you're know, just naturally... Right. You're, it's part of your daily routine right. so when Your I'm, daily system, as Bill would say. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say just from knowing you at work and being around you that Michael... It's pretty healthy, and you don't you don't eat red meat or every every once in a while I'll I'll have a bite of uh, a steak that's being tested at the chef's table. Or something. <laughs> okay, well, cool, but, cool, cool. But you know, yeah, so, right? you know that's a, it's a high quality steak. I, I I also have to know things for the customers. But yeah, it, when I'm at the grocery store, I am basically vegetarian. I don't eat really dairy or meat, but um, every once in a while I will. If so, you saw our body steak. types, you'd know that we eat very different things. Right, right, absolutely. And and so nutrition, when I was in high school and specifically on swim team and cross country, my dad was pretty into it. He started focusing on like organics and, and healthier options in terms of like vegetables and fruits. So that became a staple for me. I actually veered away from it, got lost at the same time I was going through that emotional, emotional turmoil. And those probably fed off of each other. Sure. Like not having a healthy emotional state and not eating healthy were probably both. Just a dump. Dig- that, I mean, that's, sure. that's a spiral. It's, yeah, it's just digging me a hole. So I view it as like, I recognize that part of my life as rock bottom and recognize that rock bottom isn't the end, it's the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there's the only way to go is up. up. Yeah. And once I realized that, it was like nonstop. That's awesome. Well, not rock bottom, but well, the fact that you got it. Well, you found rock bottom. Right. You know, I talked about my rock bottom a couple of weeks ago and, you know, hitting the scales and where I did and where I was at. I just wasn't in my happiest state. I was, I was doing good with, you know, my personal relationships and all those things. But just like when you go to the dentist and they won't clean your teeth because your blood pressure is too high, it's time to time to do something. Yeah, that's kind of a sign. Yeah. yeah. But it's, sure. you get on the scale the next day and you're like, uh-oh, all right. There's too many things here telling me I better do something. So... That has been a uh, you know May May of 2018. That was the that was rock bottom for me, and you know May 2nd or May 3rd or whatever it was is when things started turning around a little bit there too. So that was good a good spot. You. Yeah. So yeah. So all right. So we're gonna go to our favorite segment. Yeah. All right. Q and A. You ask us a question. It could be right, anything right. random. Uh, it could be anything specific. Mm-hmm. But questions for myself or Yuri or both of us. Oh, both okay. Of us, yeah. um, I have a. I always just have like a couple random questions that I ask people. It's kind of like a, a way of me getting to know the, the surface yeah. level of them. And one of those is if you could see any rock band or person or, or anybody dead or alive, live in concert, who would it be? Oh my God. Oh, my lover all times. Sorry, my wife. That's a Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been a fan of Bon Jovi basically since since middle school. I always liked his music. He always so energetic. Music always made sense to me. And it's actually made more even sense when I learned English. So I could understand <laughs> what the hell is he singing. It's not just really However, so my dream is to go see Bon Jovi in a, in a concert. And my wife just not a big fan. So every time he comes close by somewhere, I'm like, Livy, Livy, please, could you go see Bon Jovi with me? And she's like... Uh, I think I'm too young for Bon Jovi. I think you should call a couple grandmas or find somebody <laughs> older. But yes, but Bon Jovi is my is my is my dream. I remember he was coming. To, didn't he come around the area recently? And you were gonna go see him? He never comes closer than Chicago. Oh. At, at this point, for me, just driving there alone yeah. is, is, isn't worth it. You pretty much me. have to stay overnight. Oh, uh, it sounds like it would be worth it for you. <laughs> yeah, it, take action. You're, is it worth it or not? Well, next time he comes in, I promise you guys, I'm gonna close close your ears, my precious wifey. I'm gonna go grab couple grandmas. We're gonna jump on the bus and we're gonna go see Banjo and have a great time. And by the way, one of Yuri's favorite comments when we would play rock band is he would always go, "Oh, Monty, you go Bon Jovi." <laughs> <laughs> So uh, for me, um, and I didn't really, I mean, I'm a huge like 90s rock fan. Sure. And, um, so 90s like grunge or? Yeah, well, kind of like Foo Fighters, oh, Red sure, Hot yeah. Chili it's Peppers. I would love to see any of those bands. But the one I really would, that I wish I would have seen when he was alive is Prince. Like, mm-hmm. like I never really, like I loved his music. I always did. But like after he passed away, obviously I have all those documentaries and you know, all those different things. But the guy's got like enough music. I think they said if they released like one song a day, he would have enough music for like 20 years or something like that. Wow, that's crazy. I don't know if it's that or if it's once a week or whatever, but it's incredible how much is in the vault. So I'm intrigued to see that. But that's the one I I wish I would have seen when you see like his halftime shows or... Mm -hmm. Plus, I would have loved to go get pancakes with them, like from the old Chappelle show where they had pancakes after playing <laughs> basketball. By the way, I guess that's a true story, too. Like, like they, Charlie Murphy and them went to his house and Dave Chappelle, and they had pancakes after after they uh, partied with them or something like that. So oh, I don't know enough about that. I'm not a huge pop culture guy, but like the music stuff there is a pretty big deal. I'm, I like I love hip-hop and all that stuff, too, but like this, the, one, the live stuff that I really love to see is... Would be that I've seen Macklemore twice and he he was awesome too. But I heard yeah yeah he was really good in person. But Prince would be the one that I would definitely want to go check out. Sure, more Q and A's. Sure. sure. Okay. If I I always ask this one at work. If I handed you a plane ticket right now to go anywhere, and as soon as we're done with this podcast, you're on the plane. Where would you go? Oh, um, we'll be going to Bora Bora. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. <laughs> that was in my head too. It's Bora Bora. I would definitely do Bora Bora, but it depends on what time of year. If it's in the summer, I might have to just go fly in somewhere in Canada and get lost for a week. I love fishing, so okay, sure. Or yeah. somewhere, somewhere in the somewhere where you can go. Well, I guess we could fish in Bora Bora, right? You can pay fish in Bora Bora for sure. All right. Well, if plane ticket is free and hotel provided, I'm going to Bora Bora. Yeah, no limitations. Oh, no, no perfect. Limitations. Well, then yes, I'm going to pack my fishing pole with me, and then I'm good to go. So Bora Bora it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, it was pretty interesting episode today. Thank you for joining us, Michael. We took about your acceptance, about the steps you took to take action, which got you overall 
in a better place, you became more active, you got out of your emotional hole you were, and that's all about take action. Nobody's gonna do it for you, but you got off of the couch, you took your steps, you worked hard, and you're in a better place now. For a lot of young people, it took you pretty quick to realize that yeah. you were not in the spot you were. You know, to be honest with you, if you, I didn't know where I wanted to be at three, 23 years old, but you did. And that's wonderful. That's taking action one-on-one yeah. right there. For yeah. sure. For sure. And could, and I'm, I'm really excited for you because you are, you are 23. We get to this age at 35, 36, 37, 38, 40, where I'm at right now. And you, you look back and you reflect on all the missed opportunities and you know, and, and then you kind of like envy guys like you at 23, man, I'm excited for you. I wish you the best on the, you know, on the triathlon or, you know, the yoga experience and, and, and your growth in that and whatever you decide to do, man. I mean, you might, like you said, you might accept it at some point and say, screw it. I'm not going to, this isn't for me anymore. And you move on to something else, but yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Uh, God knows that if that doesn't work out, I got plenty of hobbies to film another time. So. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Yuri, you want to tell everybody where they can find us again? Yeah, of course. Like I said, thank you for listening to us, guys. We are almost at 50 downloads for each of our episodes. So thank you for whoever listens to us. We are basically on every podcast service you can find it there. So whichever one you prefer, we basically got it. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Public Radio, and Stitcher. All of our new episodes come out on Monday. I tried to edit it as quick and effective so it doesn't hurt your ears, guys. We're still pretty new to this, so we're doing our best. But we are always open for your feedback and suggestions. You can find us on the Facebook. It's Take Action Podcast and why. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya.